0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode one hundred and 46 uh, You're already listening to this if you're hearing this, obviously, so you've you've found it. You know how to find it. But I do want to mention, if you didn't know this, that the podcast is on Spotify now. You can search there under podcasts and save it and then just go back to that in your collection and find each episode. Uh, or it's on Overcast, Stitcher, Anchor FM, a bunch of different platforms as well now. So not just the SoundCloud link and not just on, on Apple Podcasts. Um, This is a conversation I had with Harry Lyon, you probably know him, you hopefully know him as one of the songwriters and uh, guitarists and voices behind one of our greatest bands, Hello Sailor. And uh, he just recently released his debut solo album, To The Sea. It's a fantastic album, you know, I kind of thought, well, it'd be good because Harry's good, but I I really wasn't prepared for quite how great this record was. it's just filled with, I think it's one of the great records for this Kiwi summer actually if we, if we do get it. Um, because uh, it's filled with great pop hooks, great songs and so I wanted to nab some time with Harry and uh, he got me to go round to his hotel room when he was playing in Wellington. Uh, I met him pretty much straight off the plane and talked to him for the available amount of time before he had to hit him for his sound check. Uh, we talked about the new album, we talked about... Life post sailor, and we talked about Halo, Hello Sailor. We talked about um, his other band, Coup as well. Uh, you know, he wrote that other great uh, slice of infectious pop, um, Doctor, I Like Your Medicine. So, we talked about all the different things in his life, a life full of music. And um, I'd never met Harry before. I knew him on Facebook, and I reached out to him because I, li- I liked the record. And well, I would have wanted to talk to him anyway because um, you know, I grew up with Hello Sailor's music and I think they're fantastic. But um, well everyone had told me that knew him, that he was uh, a lovely chap and really uh, that's the truth. It was a, He's a scholar and a gent and he was very kind to fit me into the schedule and I really enjoyed meeting him and talking to him so I hope you enjoy hearing this. This is me talking with, uh, with, with Harry Lyon about his new album, To The Sea, and, and about his career in general. Congratulations on your debut solo album, you took your time. Yeah, thanks.
1: I mean, yeah, I did almost a lifetime. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, uh, I mean, as I guess you and lots of people know, I spent yeah. most of my life in a band with yeah. two um, quite remarkable songwriters yeah. and uh, was quite happy doing that. You know. Well,
0: were you the, were you, the you know, it's a cliche that's levelled, but were you the George Harrison, is that yeah. What you're saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, the George Harrison slot.
0: <laughs> yeah, a McCartney. Quite yes. Literally.
1: literally,
0: and a Lennon, and you were the Harrison. Yeah,
1: and we always, I mean, Dave was quite a prolific writer, and mm. so he, as far as Sailor was concerned, was always quite happy for Graham's voice, not only vocally, mm. but in terms of his songs and lyrics and stuff, um, to be the voice of the band. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I grew up with your music a lot of... New Zealanders, you guys grew up with your music in a way, you know, in a way you grew into it and grew up with it and a lot of New Zealanders did and Hello Sailor is one of the I would say defining New Zealand bands and a pioneering New Zealand band um, but were you three you know, were you three distinct voices if I feel like you and Dave worked together as, as you know, in terms of on stage you worked together, you kind of created a sound together
1: yeah, we well, Dave and I were in a band together when we were twelve. You know, yeah. 1963. I mean, he was playing drums then. Right. But we did have a, a musical relationship that went back a long way before mm. Sailor. But there was a big gap. But we ended up um, both at Auckland Uni in the early seventies mm. and, and reconnecting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he he come up from Wellington, didn't know too many people in Auckland, mm. so he, I was natural and you know, mm. what, what are you doing? Mm. Oh, I'm going to Auckland Uni doing doing arts. And, mm. And uh, oh, me too. Mm. So um, by the end of that year, we'd moved into a house in Parnell, and you know, started. You know, we both bought acoustic guitars, and, mm. and it was the Crosby, Stills, and Nash sort of era. Of Bob Dylan, yeah. Joni yeah. Mitchell was yeah. hugely influential. Yeah. Um, Neil Young, for, especially for Dave, and started writing songs. And Dave came across Graham, who was mm. sort of playing at, there was a, um, a club called the Poles Part and the Winyard Tavern that were kind of bluesy, folky, singer-songwriter, kind mm-hmm. of venue near the Auckland campus. So we're all kind of in the same, found ourselves in the same sort of scene.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I met Graham, I, I guess, a little bit towards the end of his life. Um, he struck me as, and I had a few conversations with him, and I met him a couple of times in person and spoke to him on the phone. He struck me as a complete an utter force of nature, a complete, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and I know this has been said of him, uh, uh, you know, uh, an absolute force, almost a throwback to another era, though. He was, you know, uh, an encyclopedia of poetry and verse. and a, Yeah. Was that, was, that, was that what it was like for you meeting him? Like, was he like that then? Um, or did he grow into that persona?
1: I think to an extent, mm. you know, people change over time. Mm. Um, Graham was... No, I, I don't... It's hard to remember when I actually met him, but he was quite shy, quite naturally shy, and mm. um, we were all feeling our ways, I guess. And, uh, yeah, Dave used to say about Graham, you know, he, he, was, he was born in the wrong century. Mm. He needed a sort of um,
0: a sword. And... Yeah, 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 <laughs> well, he's least this bardic kind of character. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, obviously... Loads has been said and written about Hello Sailor, and I guess in in the end, um, Dave managed to get the majority of his story out into the world. It was it was kind of um, massaged and finished um, quite respectfully, I thought. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot a lot's been said about the band. How did you find his account?
1: Um, I I found it entertaining. Yeah, and um, I I like his. Writing style. I mean, he had a um, B.A. and mm. major in Renaissance mm. poetry, and he had a recent M.A. So he, he had a and he's a songwriter.
0: Mm.
1: So a great turn of phrase. Mm. And uh, I, I, the things I enjoyed probably the most was his the chapter about his surfing life. You know, his right. description yeah, of surfing. Yeah. I yeah. found you know really quite compelling. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. He, pa- he painted a a picture of. The band, a band's life. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how much do yeah? I mean, yeah. I I I think like one of the things that got that over the line uh, was that he could write, as you say, like he definitely, and that comes across in the writing of it that he that it was no chore. It was something he had chipped away at and wanted to do, and was always going to happen one way or another. Obviously, a deadline forced it into existence in in a slightly different shape, but it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and he definitely yeah he's an entertaining storyteller and but but I mean how hazy do you think those i mean how for you how hazy are some of those memories as i say a lot's been written about this band a lot's been well yeah some mentioned of, of the madness
1: yeah some of them are quite vivid but you know yeah you know, getting a little postmodern you know there is no truth there <laughs> yeah, are only yeah. people's experiences and yeah. that's dave's experience yes and um, there's the facts of course there are facts but um, no i mean Dave had Finley lined mm. up to edit <clears> and me to <clears throat> kind of fact-check dates and places right. and some of that stuff. Yeah. So I had um, some involvement. Yeah. You know, I worked with Finley after Dave died. Um, but I'd been reading, probably with other people, um, really early drafts.
0: Right, of, of yeah, that. yeah,
1: I've still got them stored somewhere. Yeah. They're quite different. He had this other story, he got... Um, Carried away that became almost fiction, a sort of fictional life right, of Lyle Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said to this is years ago, I said, um, David, you've actually got two books here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, this, I think it paints a, a picture of the band that's, um, and some of the crazy things that went on, mm, uh, mm. you know.
0: Well again, it's a, it's, a, it's a cliche of sorts but one of the things that often comes up is that Hello Sailor was, was our version of the Rolling Stones or as close as we might get to the Rolling Stones and of course I, I, I can only assume what's meant about that is the embodiment of rock and roll as much as anything resembling a sound
1: Yes, I think and I, and I
0: think it's meant as a compliment you know, yes.
1: <laughs> Well, I, I mean, they were um, certainly influential for us right from teenage Mm. Days, you know, Dave and I, when when he moved to Wellington, um, and I think they moved when we were in sort of third or fourth form or something mm, like that. Mm. And um, we used to write letters, you know, with little yeah. drawings, stick figures of bands and stuff, you yeah. know, like you do when you're a kid. And um, I went down and stayed with the McCartneys, I think, I think it was, the, maybe they left in the third form because I think I went down and the May holidays in the, in the fourth form year, and I had a copy of um, Unstoppable Stones, mm. you know, and a guitar. Yeah, got the bus down. It was a bit of an adventure, and so we write from those early days. It's
0: like the Bible. Well, then it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the yeah. current
1: Bible. Yeah. Was the latest yeah. Bible. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, it introduced us, like lots of lots of kids, to mm. the the blues, and and um, we just sort of loved that. And as we moved away from our kind of folky, um, earnest, <laughs> undergraduate <laughs> yeah. singer-songwriter kind of mode and bought ourselves yeah. some electric guitars. Um, you know, the, the touchstone, I guess, was that kind of yeah, two-guitar, rock and roll, blues-based, soul-based
0: approached. And you created your version of the swagger. They had the swagger and Sailor created its version of the swagger. Yeah, that wasn't a... I don't know whether that was conscious. We were just sort of...
1: Being ourselves, mm, I guess. And, mm, and mm. you know, there were plenty of other bands, you know, there was like Hammond, who was probably, you know, more purely kind of blues based, but mm. um, Rick Bryant's bands and um, others, you know, around that were kind of roots based bands at mm-hmm. the time that, that we all used to go and watch. And for Sunny Day, yeah, yeah. To, we were regulars down at Sunny's gig. Um,
0: Everyone talks about, you know, from that era, talks about Sunny being. one of the guys to see absolutely and his band
1: i mean stuart pierce who's played a lot with us Mm. was god knows how old he was then Mm. but he was playing keys there but you know um dave russell from the invaders was playing bass Mm. and you know jimmy hill from the invaders on drums i mean so they were like older brothers and really accomplished Yeah, yeah but really back and kind of rootsy and yeah, we used to go and watch them
0: all the time. Mm. So I mean, my my understanding of it is, you know, and, and obviously I, I I come to Hello Sailor. You know, the band had already broken up when I become for, for one of one of a few times when I become aware of of the music. But I, but you know, and hearing the music, I think um, the band sort of hits the ground running and arrives fully formed. That's how it seems in terms of that first record. You know, obviously there's a few steps before that. Absolutely. But, yeah.
1: Um, I mean that's sort of two years mm. in mm. and uh, we did once we got going we we worked a lot, but uh, somewhere I might have it there's a cassette of one of our early gigs, and it's definitely not fully formed. The right. gap between the songs <laughs> okay. are longer yeah, yeah. than the songs while right. we sort of <laughs> argue about what to play next
0: <laughs> but, but, but you come up in an era where it's um, not only plausible it's expected to be able to have a show that runs six nights a week and that there is you know that that's a viable thing that you go on a tour and play 24 dates not four or five and Yeah, you,
1: yeah I think that around Coca- the
0: whole country and you yeah a mm. national tour was an actual national tour Yeah
1: I think that Roman Coca-Cola tour I think we did 45 gigs in 35 days or something mm. doing school shows at lunchtime and sometimes a club after the pub yeah.
0: So you get you know you get good like you, uh, you know you 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 kind of you give up or you get good, basically. You get yeah, it's out or. flying out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when in all of that madness, does it um, make sense that the band is, you know, the thing that you're going to do and that there's going to be some hope that there, there's a longevity out of this, or does that not actually make sense until after you've broken up and have another go at it? <laughs> oh,
1: Dave and I, we were at uni and we decided we were going to drop out and start a band.
0: Yeah, rock and roll, was it? A...
1: Yeah, and um, make uh, make that our living, if you like. Mm. And um, yeah, so that's what we did. And we were young, even mm. though the year we started the band, I, I got married and became a father, but I was still just determined and young enough to just, well, let's just do it, you know, mm-hmm. let's start... The only way to do it is to do it
0: and we are you know it's only in terms of from hello sailor becoming a, an entity a known entity it's only what four or five years that that you're around and playing in that original yeah burst but as you know dave's book does a good um sort of pricey of this it's you know two or three bands worth of lifetimes could be (laughs) happen in that in that period though it's
1: intense you know because it's not true but as a metaphor you know we've basically been living in the same car for Mm. five years Mm -hmm. and you know we weren't 23, 24 25 anymore we were sort of 30 and really I think Australia kind of broke the back Mm. and you know my wife and daughter was were back in New Zealand, you know, separated from them. I don't mean separated like yeah, 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 yeah. that, but you know, away from them. Yeah. And you know, it's tough in Australia. Mm. I'm not saying we you know, if we'd hung in we might have done okay, but I think we're just run out of puff for it. And Dave also had, you know, a bunch of songs that mm. became the Flamingo's repertoire. Mm,
0: mm. And I'm in, I'm interested, you know, the band breaks up, um and it reforms under, essentially, it reforms under a few different names or the different vestiges like Graham's projects, Dave's projects. You, you're you're involved in them. You know, you you go off and play with Dave. You also play with Graham without Dave. The yeah. three of you keep, and then the three of you keep finding your way back together, or two of the three of you do. Yeah. How do you understand that kind of, I guess, that magnetism? Now and what's that like? Thinking about that and talking about that now. Now that there's one of you and not three of you.
1: Yeah, the, there's there's a few questions. in mm, there. Mm. Um, I think it, Dave and I and and other people were drawn to Graham because you know playing with him in a rock and roll band is um, you know great. You mm. know he's he was the the business and on a on a good night he's such a great singer and entertainer and mm. you know there was always that element of Danger and uh, yeah, a little the bit of, unpredictable, <laughs> yeah, unexpected, but yeah you know it was edgy, mm. and you know you can't, you can't buy that. Can, mm. So we were
0: attracted. And he had that till the end, you know. Absolutely, like I remember yeah. seeing you guys play on a couple of occasions. I guess well, yeah, towards the end of Sailor's life, the. Um, Sunny Crescent album came out, but even before that, um, one of those kind of lineups with Dragon and Sailor, Mm. and uh, I can't remember who else, um, might have been been Hammond actually. Yeah, well, actually, I think you might have done a show with Jimmy Barnes. Oh, yeah, that was Jimmy Barnes. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That's right. So, seeing those things, and it's like, um, Mm. yeah, he still had that unpredictability and that presence, Mm. that idea that you were seeing a a, a true frontman yeah. from the era of rock and roll frontmen,
1: and I think as he got older, his voice only became more interesting.
0: Mm. 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 So, yeah. So, what's it like thinking on that stuff and and unpacking that? And I guess, I guess, um, I was thinking with you, like you know, you in in both cases with those guys, they were sick. You knew that they were, you know. Not going to make it at some point in time was going to get called, but there's a public grieving kind of thing. But then you have your private relationship with them,
1: yeah. Um, Dave was kind of a surprise, you know, until quite close to the end. Um, but you know, when he he died, that was still a shock. I didn't think it was kind of
0: right that bad,
1: you know. But he's a Stoic kind of Scotsman at home, mm. you know. Graham used to call him Dunkirk Dave, you know. <laughs> if you're going to go over the top with someone, mm. he's your guy. Mm. Um, and um, so that that was a shock. I mean, and in some ways, um, you know, the way Graham lived, you know, he didn't take good care of himself. Yeah. Um, it was it was still though a, a real shock like we were rehearsing and getting ready for this 40th anniversary tour mm. without Dave which was tough, it took us a, a while to arrive at that but we thought, Dunkirk Dave we thought what would he want mm. and we we,
0: mm.
1: we firmly believed that he would want, want us to keep keep the flag aloft mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah so I mean I, I missed it like you miss You know, anybody that's close to you you that's not around anymore. Mm. Sometimes I think I'm just going to walk into the room. Um, But you know, it's been five years for Dave now, and three for Graham. And you know, you don't forget them. But I'm still here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) And And, uh, yeah. Well, what did it make you do in terms of? You know, you were already looking after yourself, but does it make you check the regime a little bit more? You know,
1: a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I guess I do sort of look after myself, but I, you know, I've got a weak spot for a good bottle of wine. And uh, but you know, I mean, I gave up smoking cigarettes thirty over thirty years ago. And, mm. You know, other things that yeah. might not be good for your health. So, um, I think reflecting. Not only did um, I lose Dave and Graham, but um, I lost my mother-in-law that I was close to, my wife's mother, mm. in 2012, and then Dave 2013, my mother in 2014, and Graham in 2015, so it wow. yeah. was a kind of tough four years, and I think yeah. that's a lot of loss, Yeah, and um, started to think about, well, life is finite, mm. so yeah, we have got of sold up, we've moved up to Russell, it's kind of
0: yeah, I just, saw that. I mean, we've only just met. We've literally just met a couple of minutes before um, I, I started asking you about all the people in your life you, that have you died. He- <laughs> you helped there.
1: me upstairs with my bags. I did, I
0: did. Um, but but I do know, yeah, I do know from from Facebook that you'd I'd seen some photographs and and saw that you'd moved. So how's that? How's that changing?
1: I might get a glass. Which yeah, one of those. Yeah, is yep. a tiny way. Hang
0: yeah. Tiny one. Yeah. Oh,
1: here we go
0: you can share this part. yeah 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 so how's the um, how's the move how's the oh, good. change in lifestyle
1: it's fairly it is new a lifestyle change isn't oh, it oh, we're, I mean, we're city kids yeah. yeah
0: but also you you quite some time ago got a grown up responsible job
1: yes and I did 18 and a half years of that so that's a chunk
0: and how was that i mean how how uh, how rewarding was that and how um very rock and roll or very unrock and roll was it to be doing that do you think well yeah
1: it was it was a little bit rock and roll obviously because it was a a music school so it was kind of you know school of rock or something like that so it was if i was going to get a, a job somewhere yeah um then it was certainly you know 18 and a half years surrounded by young mm. aspiring emerging musicians and audio engineers and you mm. know so it's mm. like the, mm. the music industry in microcosm in a way so and colleagues who um two of whom are in the band mm. you know, mm. um so you know lots of playing and and kind of in rehearsal rooms playing with young people yeah and, yeah and uh, so there was plenty of rock and roll. In fact, there's probably more rock and roll per square metre at the Main's <laughs> campus building in Auckland than yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, teaching and and I did um, seven ish years as the dean, which was purely a business role. You know, mm, I ran the business mm, mm. and the academic management. So that's that's dry.
0: Yeah, that's stepping away. That's not from rock and roll. The- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I understood it with what you did. I thought like it's a great grown up job in terms of being connected to your interests, but then what happens when you get good at that, they pull you away from it, they get you to run it, get you to manage it, and then you don't actually get to be quite so connected to the thing that you love.
1: Yeah, although, uh, still though, in a different way, it's just performing a different function to allow all Mm. the the good things that happen, I used to um, sometimes say to the staff, you know, I'm just closer to the fire trying Mm. to keep it away from you, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) you know, just keep keep doing what you're doing, and... (laughs) Um, but you know in a role like that, you can implement change and try and make things you know better yeah. for staff and students. Yeah. And I, I think you know for a few years there um, that worked and, and dare I say it, you know like I was, I've always been that guy in the band that was on the phone even as a t- you know I was at school and you know school kind of cover bands. I was always that guy that was on the phone getting gigs and doing that stuff so um, some people that know me will laugh about my addiction to spreadsheets and things (laughs) you know there is that in me and I I went back to uni and did a masters degree in arts management so I I was able to use those skills and you know it's in a different way Mm. to music it stretched me you know going Mm. back to uni as a 50 year old and learning and just I I think education particularly teaching but education makes you I, know, I feel it makes you a better person it's it, they when you do teacher training they talk about the reflective practitioner and, yeah. and it's like being a parent you know it's being student focused yeah and so so you, you mean
0: cuz you 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 dropped out as you say to pursue rock and roll and there was no backup plan no. So you, no. Had to, you had to suddenly go, oh, it's time for a backup plan.
1: Well, I've since I was 50. I'll yeah,
0: be- which is pretty good going, that's what I say. But then at 50, you go, well, what's the backup plan now? What's the. Yeah, I didn't really have one. And yeah.
1: the, the mains job kind of presented itself. Graham Downs ha- yeah. had been there, and he moved down to Dunedin to um, you know, work on that yeah, being yeah. Brackets rock at Totago. At And um, so people sort of booed up, Mm. left left a gap down the bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, In fact, Josh Sorensen that's playing drums with me currently, um, Josh and I kind of started just about the same time. And Stephen was a teacher there, Mm. Stephen Small, who's playing keys. Um, And Tony McMaster, who's um, done sound, in fact was Hello Sailor's first bass player. had been working there for a while and he said, called me and Mm. and said you know Graham's moving down to Dunedin, there's going to be a job coming up, you should apply for it. So yeah, because the 40s in my 40s which was sort of the 90s Mm. um, you know, it was kind of tough, the country was going through a little bit of an economic slump and I initially had a duo with Dave and then he took off to Europe and so I approached Hammond Gamble because Mm. We'd known each other for yeah, ever. yeah, and um, for a lot of the '90s, Hammond and I had a, a duo, and sometimes we would get Graham in and do little some, mostly sort of unplugged kind of gigs. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say because
0: Hello Sailor has another run at in the '90s, and 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 is a little bit of an acoustic, unplugged kind of.
1: We've always kind of yeah. done that, even in the '80s. We were waiting for an album to be mixed and mastered, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we. You know we were relying on music for our income and, mm. and we wanted to wait and we didn't want to tour um, yeah. sort of full noise without yeah, you, an album. Can't
0: do, you can't do the big show yeah
1: all the time so we did quite a few um, unplugged shows all over the
0: place mm-hmm. um, and then you get to that that brings about um, reinvention right you get to you get to pull songs back to how they started or take them to a place they hadn't quite been Yeah. yet to bring in some covers and yeah, yeah.
1: and look even with the, the rock and roll band mm. Like, mm. we all three of us tended to rock on acoustic guitar yeah, mm. so it was quite natural to be able to go back you know Graham when he presented songs to us would always play the one on, on an acoustic guitar and then mm. we would sort of pick what he was doing apart mm. part a little bit mm. and try and um, deconstruct it a little bit so Dave would take one part of it or play sort of what Graham was playing and then I would find another part that complemented it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so the playing acoustically was always quite
0: easy and natural where did your songwriting come from because I mean you're you're a songwriting presence throughout the band you've got a song one of hello sailors i guess defining songs a signature song is is one of your songs on the first album lying in the sand which i imagine has been around for you in various forms ever since and um and it's both the defining hello sailor song and and arguably you know you could play a bunch of songs to people and you could play that one and it, it almost sticks out as being oh this one's a little different to you know if you were to line up i'm a texan and yes, <laughs> you yeah. know latin lover and so forth
1: yeah although latin lover is, is like different first, again
0: too. yeah
1: yeah that first sailor album is quite eclectic because yes. it's the result of you know all the coming our, together of all yeah this, yeah, yeah. All, all the things so yeah um but yeah you're you're right and that's why when we were talking before about sailor having a voice mm you don't want too many sort of lying in the sands in there or it stops being a rock like and roll band, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's okay.
0: One or two is fine because it's yeah. quirky and interesting and, and breaks it up. But yeah. yeah, and yeah.
1: increasingly, um, Dave in particular got Graham to, if he thought, oh, this is a sailor song. He used to say, oh, I've written a new song or something, but, oh, it's not a sailor song. But if it was, then increasingly we would get, he would get Graham to sing it. Mm. And I mean, things like you bring out the of Me, for yeah, instance, yeah. And I wrote Graham and I kind of share the vocal on that, so that he's still the focal point of the
0: band mm. vocally, and you know, mm. playing live, you know, the yeah. man, the man in the middle. Well, so who are you looking to as I guess? You know, what, where do you think your songwriting came from in terms of what you personally were listening to, or what do you? What do you gravitate, to, you know, to what, what was inspiring you in the early days and, and, and then I guess now like what, what about a song for you uh, is the thing?
1: Uh, well, like anybody my age I grew up, all we had was a radio and going to the movies. Mm. So there were 50s um, songs even pre-Elvis Elvis was yeah. a bit of a I'd never heard anybody sing like that before. Yeah, yeah. It was all Mr. Sandman and <laughs> Rosemary Clooney and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, the kind of uh, twee, yeah, cro- croonery type stuff. But. Yeah,
1: and uh, then going to movies like um, movies like South Pacific, mm-hmm. and then a little bit later West Side Story. But um, South Pacific, I've just it's become a little bit of a um, fave at our house at the moment, <laughs> and. You know, this just fabulous songs. Yeah. Uh, Rogers and Hamstein yeah, yeah. That album is crammed full of hits, you yeah. call them now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair and belly high, happy talk, yeah. Son and I think that's
0: year. I think that's the very first um, you know, musical soundtrack that I had. Mm. Like just, just because it's a known thing, like before I really knew anything about the production.
1: Yeah. So I i always Loved that. And my mother used to love to sing. and, and
0: um, yeah, You came said, from quite a musical family. Your dad was...
1: He was a King Country farmer, yeah. farmer's son, and they, they didn't have electricity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they had, uh, everybody had to play something, and they had a kind of family band. And, yeah. um, later, when my grandfather retired, the family kind of moved up to Auckland. and Just one of my cousins came last night in Auckland. He's a little older than me. But we were sort of laughing about it, like he, mm. if you went for dinner at grandma and granddad's, everybody had to take an instrument because after mm. dinner mm. there was, you know, there were violins and saxophones. It was a sort of funny band, no drums or bass.
0: So mm. it was
1: like violin, saxophone, guitar, piano. Father played the harmonica. Mm. I I just all sort of mm. chime in and, mm. and sing. Mm. We didn't have a stereo or anything like that. Just the
0: radio. And yeah, my mother used to love to sing. We used to sing when we were doing the dishes. And, and there's this real sort of, um, you know, I really noticed it with the, with the new album, and we'll, we'll get into talking about that. Um, there's a real nautical theme in, in your songwriting, and, and I guess, you know, across Hello Sailor. You know? oh, no. oh, I shouldn't have asked that question. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the name of the band, Hello Sailor, on the first album, your song "Lying in the Sand," and there are and, you know, and there are other, and I'm, I also think of the classic New Zealand, particularly of that era, the tyranny of distance, and mm. you know, all of that. But it, but it comes up again and again in the imagery, in, in the new record. And I know these songs; they weren't all written last year or anything like that. Some no. of them have been around for a while. But yeah, is there something in that conscious for you?
1: I guess yeah. The, um, I mean, my father was in the navy, and we went. To, he was sent to England in the sixties, and we sailed there and back. So by the time I was thirteen, I'd sailed around the world, and you know, the and I've always loved the sea. lived We've always lived near the beach. Mm, I love mm. swimming, and you know, so, and. I don't know, right, the, 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 is sort of the provider of all life and stuff like that. So as a metaphor, it's kind of, I like mm. it. Mm. Um, and so, it, it, like, Graham came up with the Hello Sailor name. For yeah. me, it just had instant kind of resonance because yeah, yeah. it was a little bit cheeky. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I grew up in a Navy house, basically, so, you know, there was plenty for me to relate to. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. the imagery... Of whatever you want to do with that, you know there's mm-hmm. um, palm trees and sunsets and boats. And, mm. uh, but at the same time, you know with merchant seamen there's there's um, nights ashore and mm-hmm. the nightlife, so of had that
0: as yes. well. Yeah, um, and I guess one of the jobs of a song, and uh, and therefore of a songwriter is to is to take people somewhere to actually take you away, and so the metaphor extends. That way too, and songs are supposed to be or can be romantic ideals.
1: I, I yeah, and I, I like the fact that we're in the South Pacific, and mm. Auckland is you know a big, possibly the biggest Polynesian city in the world, and it, it's um, filled with that music. And it, it reinforced it at Mainz. Um there's a, there's a lot of uh, Maori and uh, Pacifica students there, mm. so. Um, their influence as well, hearing mm. what they do and uh, the harmonies. Like I've got, um, there's three music shoes yeah, yeah, yeah. singing on it, and you know, there. I wanted that those Pacific harmonies yeah. on there. Yeah, and yeah, I like that the kind of semitone six yeah. chords. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, um, Bill C. Mm. You know, I like I like all that stuff. That's sort mm. of, and. Um, the, it, of course we all grew up in the 50s with the uh, Maori show bands, you know, mm, Howard and, mm. and all, all of that well, and that, it's, that all like it or not, sort of filters in and
0: I, It's always been there for you because um, we get to take a step back now because I, I want to reference um, d'etat and obviously Dr. I like Medicine has all of those sorts of flavours you're talking about, little bits of show band stuff and the South Pacific, you know, the f- just and, and just, it's a great knockout pop song, um, but you guys seem to all you know, Sailor disappears for a bit, explodes, combusts, implodes, whatever <laughs> whatever it is, and you all sort of come straight out with projects.
1: Well, that's what we did. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like, need to keep working. Yeah, yeah, Ireland yeah. And, um, with me, with Coup d'etat, um, Jan, Preston, and Neil Hannah to just come back from a stint in the States, mm. sort of with Red Mole, mm. and rang me at Soundcheck at the Windsor at the last Sailor gig then, mm. and just said, "Oh, we heard that the band's breaking up. Would you be interested?" In? So that sort of happened fairly effortlessly. Mm. Yeah, but then you know that's didn't really didn't last, last
0: that long. No. Yeah, yeah. And um It's a great record though. There's good you know, obviously um, you know, everyone knows Doctor I like your medicine, but there's you know some good good stuff on that record. Yeah,
1: I can listen to it for a while <laughs> I must say,
0: but um no, then the music just, on my radio is, oh, no, music, yeah, is that's you just, know, is a great song. Yeah. The
1: music on my radio. song that radio is necessarily going to play <laughs> yeah,
0: it might have been <laughs> oh, I don't know
1: um,
0: it might have been part of the problem <laughs>
1: maybe I don't know but the um, yeah, Graham just asked me to um, he had a, a I think he was supporting Melanie Safka you know yeah, I yeah, got a brand yeah, new role yeah, yeah. Might, might have been that gig at the town hall and he had quite a young band and he said oh, man, can you just do the gig he said I'd like to be able to look across the stage and recognise someone yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did that and um, it was sort of a good night and I like, just kept going. Mm. And then Dave came back from overseas and. Um,
0: this is like, how you all reconnect right, again, yeah. yeah it's, it's like, oh, what, what, what's happening? <laughs> uh, well, wow. some things are meant to be. Yeah. It know. always had that kind of inevitability about it, I think, you know.
1: Well, we, we were working quite successfully as the Legionnaires then mm. with Paul Woolwright, who'd been mm-hmm. in the Flamingos. On bass, you know, it was a little bit of a shuffle of... Yeah. And um, put uh, Limby Cannon on drums. And um, we, yeah, we worked a lot then. And then uh, other people said, look, you know, why don't you just call it Hello Sailor? It's got, yeah. you know, it's got more cachet, if you like. If you mm. really want to do some things. And we were talking about recording an album. And um, the advice was, like, if you, you know, you just... Yeah, a name back. changes death, so... Well, it wasn't name change, it was yeah, just yeah. we sort of joined Graham's band. We yeah. could have all ended up in the Flamingos or something.
0: But if you record again, yeah. it's gonna going to come across that way, so yeah. you might as well address it, you know, yes. hit it off at the pass. So and, we
1: did that, and yeah. pretty much since then, we've never
0: yeah. broken up.
1: Yeah. We would sort of do things, and they Take would a kind break. of run yeah. their course, yeah. and we would just sort of wait and... and um, probably do more than people might have known, you know, a few sort of mm-hmm. corporate gigs, and yeah. became popular for sort of second time round weddings, and mm-hmm. then, you know, 50th, then 60th, Yeah, I think we played at one 70th birthday, <laughs> so, you know, little you things like that. It, you had, um, it.
0: what was it, what was the... New tattoo song. Yeah, then we yeah.
1: recorded another album. Yeah,
0: and artists. that was that was a that was kind of a, a radio hit. Well, it was a radio hit, as I understand mm, it. Certainly yeah. that's you know,
1: this that's got some great songs. I yeah, think. I reckon it has got never fade away. Mm. Yeah, we were happy with that
0: record. Mm, mm. And then and then the you kind of encapsulated all with the double. Greatest Hits album, which grabs a few of the, few of the solo things, yes. and, and the Hello Sailor story, and it really does up to that point capture the story and tell the different vestiges.
1: Yes, yeah, it's a pretty good collection mm. up
0: to yeah
1: time, '96.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, where did the decision come from to to record a debut solo album? You have the songs the, some of them, some of them, you'd, you've actually. Record or well, people have recorded, you've given out.
1: Yeah, um, Muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: As on Mitch's um, Turning yeah, Rain yeah, album.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was around. Yeah. I, I It started in a way, I mean, I'd always had the idea, but. Um, a friend said, you know, David Graham, dying, said, you know, what have you done with your songs in terms of mm. publishing you know, mm. what you know dare i say it, what if something happened to you what would mm. maggie do you know in mm. terms of publishing would she know anything and, you know what to do and you know why don't you just your back catalogue why don't you uh, give it to a pub you know assign it to a publisher so mm. somebody to look after it's, it's one point of contact for, for maggie should be unthinkable happening yes. to me yes and um so i did that and um paul mcclaney from native uh, native tongue mm. said yeah sure we'd love to and um, have you got any other songs and uh, he, I, he came around with a sick pack and i sort of sang him a few and he said you know why haven't you recorded this And yeah, mm. sort of gave me a bit of encouragement and um and kind of hooked me up with delaney
0: right that was my next question where does he come into it yeah
1: yeah, well i I saw although i'd seen delaney yeah yeah and um instantly Mm. liked him as an artist yeah
0: he's he's got a special thing
1: yeah and um i thought he would bring a certain amount of Youthfulness to it, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and another set of ears, you know, yeah. a producer. And plus, I liked his, you know, I, you know, his, I really liked his albums mm. and things. I thought, mm. well, sound wise, um, I'd like to be able to grab a bit of that, you know, bring his, if he could bring that to it.
0: His musical ear and um, I guess his taste, yeah, his taste and understanding of music runs a lot. You know there's a lot going on in what he already does but it, it runs deeper than just that yeah. you know like if, if anyone thinks he's got a familiar stick now with what he does and I guess you could say that there is a particular flavor he's mining um, with his solo albums he's certainly with his collaborations with Marlon and other pe- you know other people as a sort of sideman and, and now as a producer yeah he's there's a lot in that head right
1: yes he's full of musical ideas mm. Great to work with, mm. um, and um, yes, yeah, so it, You know, it, we we it did a little bit of prep work. I, I flew down and um, spent a, a weekend with him at his place in Littleton. Mm. We kind of he. I sent him down some very sc- scratchy demos. <laughs> yeah, and he, for some of them, he kind of changed them up and said, "Well, this is." you know, have a listen. Mm. What do you think? Mm. You know, look what mm. they've done to my song, uh, <laughs> And uh, I, li- I like what he'd done. Mm. And um, he'd sung some vocals yeah, up He said, well, why don't you try and sing over it and see how that works? Catch and then we wrote that Harbour Light song. Mm. We said, well, look, OK, this is all looking, looking positive. Mm. So he we said, well, let's, let's try and write a song together. And I had that kind of guitar and a chord progression. And some lyrics that got ditched mm. And um, Mostly ditched And uh, so we just started in on that
0: mm. And you've got kind of uh, A bit of the dream team on the On the record really I mean as, as I guess um, befits someone That's been in and around the industry For as long as you have You've got a lot of friends And a lot of connections And a lot of mana
1: Yeah it was Um our little sort of nucleus was Wayne Bell and yeah. Laney and me, yeah. and we did a bit of pre-production together, yeah. together just the three of us, and then um, brought Mark Hughes in to play yeah. the bass on most of it. But I also, you know, I had to have Rick
0: and yeah. Paul, yeah, play. of course.
1: So they're playing on a again. This is
0: another part of the Sailor story, even though it's yeah. your thing, it's yeah. it is, and so and they're connected to that. And it's yeah. nice the way you sort of honour that without it being a, a, a heavy-handed. Connection, you know, forced connection thing. It's just very organic and, oh, and I mean, natural. We're so and
1: close. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, had had to have that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, and Hammond.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tribute.
1: Got to have yeah. the mates. Yeah. Like a photo album.
0: And you know. get midge on yeah. the song that he covered of yours. There, yeah. you know, which is cool. It's yeah. a nice little nice little touch as well. Because because you don't just. Which sometimes happens, you don't just cover your own song that he recorded, you you take it somewhere different Mm. or take it back perhaps to how you.
1: No, no, that's. I get the feeling that's.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I get the feeling that's a a, a new set of clothes altogether. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. The way I was doing it wasn't like Midge, but it's not like. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Delaney's made it much tougher and
0: darker. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, but as I said when I wrote about it, it's, it's actually muscular, you know, as befitting the the song title it's got a real sinew and grip to it
1: yeah there's a version actually on neil hannah yeah from also played bass in the mm. engineers and sailor you know <laughs> highly <laughs> incestuous <laughs> um but he released he's got a label and released a legionnaires live at the esplanade that you can find on iTunes yep, or something somewhere, yeah. and there's a live version of the way that I used to do "Muscles" right, yeah, yeah, yeah. on it, which is more of a kind of a swing mm-hmm.
0: blues. Mm-hmm.
1: Midges was more sort of a jazzy, yeah, yeah, you know, thing. But yes, and then there's Delaney's version.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. and you know, and, and I guess that's the point of um, it speaks to you know good songwriting because you haven't. Um, invalidated validated Midge's version at all, you know. I went back and listened to that, and I'm like, "That's a good version of a good is, song." Yeah, and and it's a good version of the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, really but it, like it. is. It, it is a good song, and that, and you know, I think your your version with Delaney kind of helps prove it's a good song because you because you've been able to take it somewhere else when you can lift it up out of how it's been recorded and and move it and it still hangs together. That's kind of. I know you don't want to agree with me because you, <laughs> no. don't, you, don't, you don't want to sound like you're saying it's a great song, yeah. but, but <laughs> I'm, just expl- I'm, just <laughs> I'm just explaining <laughs> that to you, if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can just nod, you don't have to actually say anything for the recording. <laughs> so at what point in making an album do, does it become obvious that you must take it on the road? Or was that always a thought to do and then the record happened? Yeah, of <sighs>
1: i just do both. I'm going to do it, you know. Follow yeah. through. I love to play. I love recording. Yeah. But um, I've always loved playing live. I've been doing it, you know. Yeah. Semi-professionally, for, for your, your adult for, life. For, uh, more than 50 and, years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had to do that and, um, you know, wave the flag a bit. Mm.
0: And, you know. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what's um, been, you know, your, you've done a couple of shows now. When I'm talking to you, um, what's What's it feel like to share what, I guess, this part of the Sailor story as part of your solo show?
1: We, it, it's great to play the album songs live. Mm, mm. It's, it's a f- funny thing, you know, when you're recording, you play them once or twice or something. Mm. And sometimes a few more times
0: mm.
1: <laughs> uh, to get it down. Um, but playing them live, they take on a different life. It's a different thing, you know, mm. and uh, so that's good and uh, a lot of fun. But always, you know, there's some sailor songs in there. Generally, I've um, taken a different view of them, though, so that I can sort of take ownership. I'm not trying yeah. to sound like Dave or Graham. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah. And I'd feel uncomfortable yeah. trying to do that. I'd probably fail horribly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so, but you can sound like you. Yeah, and so I've rearranged them basically, mm, so mm, they kind of suit me.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, but it's good to include them and uh, feel the the presence. Mm. Yeah.
0: Is there a but is there a pressure around it? Do you think? Like, do you, have you a weight a weight of expectation?
1: No, I don't feel that. No. You know, just give it your best shot, and you know, I mean, I'm surrounded by. Yeah, some pretty cool musicians, and yeah. um, they hopefully
0: tell me. Well, what's the reception? <laughs> well, well, what's the reception been like? Oh, the reception's been good. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard word that well. the shows have, have have gone down well. Yeah, and then obviously the album's getting some good good notices and some play and some mentions and, and stuff, and it is very good. Um, but are people, you know, really loving the sailor songs as well within the show? What you're doing to them and.
1: I d- you know, I can't speak with authority, but I, I, you I so. think so. <laughs> You think yeah. so. you Like the set's that. got yeah. quite a, somebody said, oh, it's like the middle set, it's got sort of a soft centre, <laughs> and someone said, oh, it's almost like, like it's sleazy kind of lounge music or yeah. something in the middle there, yeah. a bit of crooning. You know, we do a, like a, a really Latin version yeah. of Latin Love.
0: Right.
1: Stephen well, Small, you know, yeah. that sort of, you know.
0: Well, sleazy lounge music would be one description of what Hello Sailor always had in it. Anyway, I think.
1: Yeah, I think um, in my uh, tender years, it's sort of not a bad fit either. You know? <laughs> but certainly, there's there's some rock and roll in it. Yeah. But, um growing old disgrace disgracefully yeah yeah
0: now has this opened the kind of floodgate are you going to be one of those situations where it takes i don't know however you want to phrase it 50 years of playing to release a solo album or 60 plus years of living to release your solo album and then the next one comes out in six months or 15 months or something like that do you think that's gonna that's right do you think that's gonna be the case like
1: well, I'll, I think I'll release another one in, yeah. in 50 years' time.
0: <laughs> Within the
1: 50-year time? No, in 50 years' time. <laughs> I'll only be 118. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've, I am thinking about next. You know, yeah. I need to sort of get over this first. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, there's there's more songs and other ideas.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's sort of what I do. And part of, you know, I left Maine because I... I um, to want to have more time to spend on music and stuff mm,
0: mm. I just um, wondered if you had um, I mean there's um, there was you know one of the things in the Hello Sailor story that was really uh, I guess about Graham but was the whole Doors thing but then there's footage of you guys playing in LA with uh, with Ray Manzarek yeah. can you I mean do you have a um, a, a, a solid memory of that I mean it's there for all to see now. <laughs> if people want to look it up, they can see it but
1: yeah he he did there was my take on it, and I think this is what Dave said too is mm. it's, it''s they didn't ask him to join the doors.
0: yeah, that became the story right yeah, yeah.
1: It, It's there was a, a posthumous book of Morrison's poetry, mm-hmm. and the, the remaining band wanted to, to sort of help promote it.
0: Mm-hmm. And the American Prayer yeah.
1: yeah And they approached Graham
0: To be the voice Yes, for that. to be the
1: voice Yeah And It was sort of through One of the The kind of crew guys You know In LA Everybody There's like Sound men And mm. stage guys Everybody's mm. hovering Because mm. You know Somebody might be the next best, Big thing And um, you know If you suddenly get signed And there's a tour mm. And if You know The guy who's been Doing it for nothing For a few months You know mm. Helping It's like Well you know Just get all you know, Mm. get them on the road. Um, and and so they're connected. You know, and Mm. and there was a guy who was had worked with Ray for quite a long time and he was sort of around us. And said, "Oh, you got to. You must have yeah, oh, you got to see this guy.' So Ray became interested and did that gig with it, just to, I guess, to see what it was like.
0: Mm, mm.
1: He was a good guy. It was nice. You know, he came to rehearsal. And, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you you would not have um, you know stayed in touch with him or anything like that for for any huge amount of time, I imagine. But but he's another example of someone who you know has passed just just recently. Well, yeah, uh, it's uh, part of that. It's part of your." where you're at in your life, I guess, that mm. there's people that are around your age, a little bit older, and sometimes a bit younger.
1: Sometimes a bit younger. Just, um, you know, um, Grant Ryan, you know, mm. Dennis Ryan, you know, they were a part of the fabric in mm. Auckland, particularly in the sort of 80s and 90s, the Flying Ryans, they mm. played with mm. everybody. Well, you know, Grant's just mm. died recently, and mm. um, Jane Dodd, yeah. you know, just a couple yeah. of days ago, yep. who I didn't know really at all but um it's yeah uh, um one of the unfortunate things about getting older i guess yeah. is that people fall away yeah but um and of course you know and america in fact anywhere in those days it's it's before cell phones and the internet mm. and email and easy ways of keeping in touch mm-hmm. um you know they had to pay a gazillion dollars a minute to try and ring yeah, someone yeah or write them a letter mm, you know or mm. maybe a telegram if you wanted to get <laughs> something in a hurry yeah so well, it makes it difficult it's to,
0: i mean it's amazing that you can go to youtube now and see that footage of ray playing with you guys yeah well and a lot of that
1: is is due to a very good friend of the band neil neil gill right it's just been an amazing archivist really, right and all sorts of the stuff
0: yeah yeah, incredible. Hey, well, um, I mean, I know you've got to go because you've got to go and um, get ready for, t- for your show and do your sound check and all those things. So um, it's been great to talk to you and, and to meet you and, and thanks for making the time.
1: Oh, well, thanks for caring, Simon. Wow. Well,
0: it's, hey, I can't help it. It's You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a rock and roll tragic in my way just as, <laughs> <laughs> just as you and, and, and everyone we've been talking about is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I cool. Mean, got the bug. is
0: all right. He's looking real sharp, he's
1: got a new job and a flat by the river It's a stretch to fine rent when the pay's so low He works a couple of nights along as things ain't slow Keeping out of debt, he keeps the nose clean It's one for the money but not too much for the show He's been working overtime With her two kids She keeps to herself Cause she's scared of ex But the girls come round And they drink a bit of wine They have a few laughs And they say that she'll be fine Fine is all he got But you got class You were always too good for him And then the facts
0: You'll be fine All the time